Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of Biomass. We're on episode 227 and I'm tuning in from the new Biomass HQ. I'm in my new house. So I uh, apologize for missing last week, but I am here. So good stuff. We've got a good list of topics uh, today. So let's get started with some introductions, starting at the top of the list with Soraya Zell. I am Soraya Zell and I have officially filled out the form for the email that I got today. We'll talk about that form later. All right, Jay, you are up. All right, how you living, brother? So that's my that's my daily gambit thing again. Uh, I've also noticed that I, I have uh, I've had three people now comment that uh, uh, I sound exactly like a guy from that video game. Not necessarily because I sound like it, but I was told today that I I actually speak a lot like him at work, which is I don't know if that's good or bad. Uh, so we can explore that at our leisure later. Uh, but my name is Jason, and I'm also one of the uh, co-hosts here at Biomass, and I am at. The northern, uh, the northern remote headquarters of the biomass media empire, and the uh, the mighty metal state of Detroit, Michigan. What? Uh, how many times have you reset your infamy rank for Gambit now? Many. No oh, man. I'm, a- I'm actually I'm actually uh, about one more tier away from resetting. I'm not. I would not say many. I'm up. I'm trying to work on number three right now. It's a grind. Like I- I've been focusing a little bit more on getting uh, the Redrix broadsword in-, in Crucible, but like. The gambit grind is long. Like it takes a long time to get to rank twelve. Oh yeah, you're not joking. I got the malfeasance quest last night. I can talk a little bit about that. Was crazy. That was a crazy grind, and it's it's still. And I'm not. I'm just. That's that's the grind to get the quest to start the grind. Yeah, I was looking at some of the requirements on that. I was like, holy crap, those are going to be tough to do. Like the last couple steps are insane for what you got to do for it. So hopefully the gun's worth it when you get to it. Yeah, no, you're shot on, man. But yeah, we, we could touch on that in a little bit. Sure. Um, and I am uh, Pokey Draven, tuning in, like I said, from the uh, Southwest uh, Biomass headquarters. Like I said, we just moved into our new house. Uh, Olivia will be coming in in a second here with, with the kiddo. But uh, yeah, so I'm here, and here we go. So starting off, top of the list, uh, Zell, there is a new trailer for the next Harry Potter film. Is that correct? It is. Um, and, uh, there, there are, there are things in it. It looks very pretty. What is this, uh, helping, I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. Is this kind of, uh, expanding on the story they've kind of been presenting so far with this? Like uh, a little bit. Yeah. They, there's, as there's been an increasing amount of, of Johnny Depp in the movie that's named after Johnny Depp's character. Um, I, I think there was some controversy over this trailer too, but I, I didn't actually read about it. So. Was it a general feeling of controversy, or like you actually heard something? Um, there, there is, there is some controversy about uh, Nagini, the snake who is in it. Um, about that, it's a South Korean actor. Apparently, I, I don't know. I, oh, I, I, I'm like literally, I'm, I'm, I'm searching this as I'm, you know, saying this, and apparently the casting choice is a is is a concern now um because of course it is you know um but you know it, lo- it looks like a, a decent trailer i'll go see it and it's you know whatever more harry potter harry potter until we all die of old age <laughs> no i mean I, like i've said before i think they've done a really good job it, it kind of uh, the whole fantastic beasts book was absolutely not the scope of what they've done with these movies but in terms of world building it looks like they've really expanded upon this and it's kind of cool because you do see um, 
characters that are mentioned or shown very, very briefly in, in the films or the books and getting to see them actually kind of a more fleshed out role is actually really cool to see. So I still need to go see the first one of this, but you know, obviously if it's getting another one, it has to be half decent. So uh, it, it looks good. It looks good. Um, you say that. And then I ask you, um, you know, they've made three fantastic four movies and they've made like how many transformers movies now? About three too many. Except they, well, okay, that yeah, doesn't work. I, yeah, who knows? <laughs> this this looks better than Transformers, though. Um, that's not saying much, but you know, we'll have to see. Did you like the first one, Zell? Not Transformers, yeah. the, the the Harry Potter. The, the 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 first Fantastic Beasts I thought was a passable entry in the land of someone made a movie. Yeah, um, it, I would it, I would definitely give it a solid like C plus B minus. It, it was yeah, not like, like the world building was really good. It was just. I wasn't, I wasn't too sold on Eddie Redmayne, but there's some pretty cool elements of it. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's it's got you know an amazing amount of of uh, you know CGI flair. Like you know it, they've really stepped it up from from the original you know the previous seven movies and and this and that. But as far as you know plot and and general enjoyment of the movie i mean you know it was there it was a movie that happened it wasn't super like it, it wasn't super memorable to me it would would be how i would put it yeah, fair enough yeah i mean i that's kind of the, the vibe i got from which is probably why i didn't rush out to theaters to go see it but uh you know if they're going to continue with this like it's one of those things like i guess i'll check off the box you know and, and give it a watch so looks pretty cool so speaking of CGI flair, uh, another trailer for Into the Spider-Verse, um, which I think has one of the more, much more unique animation styles that we've seen in a film in quite a while. What'd you guys think of this one? Uh, there's, there's a pig in it. There is a spider ham. Zell's concerned by this. No, I think, I think it looks really solid. I kind of like this, uh, mismatch. And, and again, as always, I'm not a comic book buff, so I can't speak for the source material. But, you know, visually, this looks really cool. Um, the story looks interesting. The characters seem pretty funny. I'm actually really stoked for this one. Um, and it's, this is not the film that you would look at and think, oh, that's going to theaters, but it, it, it's a Christmas film. So, I mean, they're obviously pretty confident about what they're putting out here. Yeah, I, I'm trying to, watch the, trying to watch that here in a little bit. Zell just shot that over to me. The, um, what I have seen of it, uh, I would say I definitely echo Pokey's comments in that the, the style of it looked really, really intriguing. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what they do with this. I mean, I, I've not seen anything, anything that like scares me off at all. Uh, spider ham I was trying to explain to Zell before the show, like spider hams actually, a th- I mean, that is a thing. It's been around for a while. Uh, but it, if you don't know that it's, it can certainly be off putting in the, you know, in a superhero universe. Uh, but it's, I'm it just pretty such, and particularly after on the back of seeing what they've done with the Spider-Man video game world, which by the way, phenomenal game, phenomenal. Uh, I think that there's a lot, a lot that somebody could work with in this kind of genre. I'm not saying I'm I'm concerned. I guess I would say like it's kind of like when you throw um, uh, Howard the Duck into it, you know, is it. Didn't it, it? It didn't make Guardians of the Galaxy not an amazing movie, but it was just a little strange. Jay, did you see that uh, 
the Spider-Man game actually outsold God of War by like a huge margin. Is actually on its way to being like the fastest-selling PS4 game ever. Yeah, and I threw up in my mouth a little bit when I saw that. But it, it, <laughs> in all fairness, though, I can see why. I mean, the reality is Spider-Man has a ridiculous amount of name recognition and just you know sort of brand cachet. Probably, let's be real, much more than God of War. Like if you're a video game guy, you you definitely know what God of War is. If you're just passable, kind of pop culture world, you're aware of the series, but you don't have like a huge hook like you do with Spider-Man. Um, I I it it's one of those where I, I don't I, I don't know that um, I mean they're very different games, and it would be very hard to go like to try to one to one compare them um, because you get different things out of them from an entertainment standpoint. That being said, it's I think they're definitely in the same weight class. The, the story is surprisingly good in the Spider-Man game. Surprisingly good. I've heard it's a lot of fun. The, the, the thing about, I mean, the God of War stuff, like the gameplay itself, very, very clean, very crisp, a lot of different options. Uh, I would say it's on par with a lot of the Spider-Man stuff. What Spider-Man does noticeably differently is just that free-roaming, web-swinging world is just, I mean, they do that phenomenally well. I still give God of War the edge in the story. Uh, you know, they, do, they both have very different visual styles, and what they went for individually went well. Spider-Man, much more free-roaming kind of game, um, whereas God of War was a, a really well-crafted, well-curated, single-player experience, like a real cinematic experience, whereas the Spider-Man game was... It was there was definitely some elements of that, and it looks beautiful. But it was just a, it's like, it just, they were going for a different, a different kind of thing to kind of play up to the strengths of Spider-Man, which is really the ability to traverse New York City at will. Well, and I think we've seen that open world has proven itself to be extremely popular, um, you know, with lots of quintillion planets and that sort of thing. But uh, no, I think that, I think you're right that that definitely lends itself to um, a very different demographic than what you got from God of War. Uh, if you go off of like Metacritic alone, and that's of course a very uh, questionable thing, but God of War is still sitting at a solid 94, which is insane compared to most things you see on there. And, and, and Spider-Man is like an 87, which is still really, really good. Um, but uh, people are still kind of rating God of War a little bit higher. And you know, from what I've seen, I, I'd, I'd probably agree with that. I haven't played um, Spider-Man, so I can't speak too much on that. But uh, you know, it, it's still, it's great to see that single-player games like this are, are really taking off and selling extremely well. Um, we haven't had a lot of good ones in a long time, and with a couple of the more recent ones coming out and being just phenomenal, it's it's really good to see. You know, I kind of missed that from, you know, five ten years ago when you saw a lot of single player games that were just kind of the golden era, and then they kind of died off in the favor of, you know, really hardcore multiplayer. And it's good to see them come back with you know this new production quality that's just off the charts. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, again, I, I am I'm amazed at what they're able to do on, you know. But the current consoles, like my, you know, a PS4 regular, like not even a Pro, uh, it, it's it's chugs through these things pretty well. You know, I mean, a Pro would definitely like increase your your experience in some of these, but it's they look great. I mean, both you know, Spider-Man, God of War, both of them would just look phenomenal. Yeah, PlayStation Pro helps. I yeah, I know PlayStation Pro helps, buddy. I'm sorry, I got a co-pilot. The uh, it but, does. It does. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I like the. Overall, I would say reference to Spider-Man or the Spider-Verse. Super stoked about it. I, I, I enjoy the Spider-Man character quite a bit. There's a lot he can do. 
and there's a lot of neat elements to him uh, that's that's really different than a lot of the other Marvel characters uh, and kind of the tone that he brings to a story. Having seen some of the, the other Spider-Verse type offerings before, like they had a pretty recent run in the uh, like uh, the Spider-Man cartoon series. It's it's done well. It was done really, really well. I mean, that, that series is uh, pretty top-notch. But if just what I've seen of that CG cell shade kind of kind of experience that looks pretty good. Now, what is the rating of that series? Is it PG thirteen or I mean, is it? Are you guys tracking? Uh, I haven't been actually. See that it just makes me kind of wonder if there's a if they're going for a slightly more maybe a slightly more mature take on it. I, I don't know if they are or not. I'm just, just kind of curious. Did you also hear that they're doing a Deadpool two PG thirteen version? Uh, so I didn't actually throw up in my mouth when I heard that. I literally like peed my pants. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm not sure how you can cut out like eighty percent of a movie. You can't. Like, no, that, that's a horrible idea. Horrible idea. I don't know what in the world they're thinking. I, I just I I I hope that's just a, a money grab. And in in all fairness, I hope Ryan Reynolds trolls the heck out of them for that. I mean, it could also be, I mean, they, they did this before, right? When they're like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a PG-13 movie because you want to get it with the kids. And then it was, it was a whole, you know, joke to bring, like, of course it's going to be rated R. Um, so I'm not sure if it's actually going to be a real thing. But, yeah, I've been seeing it pop up. So we'll have to see uh, if, if Disney will actually do this. Because I, I don't know how you could or why you would want to. But, you know, we'll have to see. True that. So, speaking of mutants, uh, Dark Phoenix trailer. So, Zell, I thought they had killed this, right? Or was it still the thing? Nobody, nobody said it was killed, but there was, like, they, they've publicly said in the whole Disney-Fox acquisition, they don't see a point in there being two Marvels. They've made it very clear they intend to combine the universes. And there had been some rumors swirling that they might have killed Dark Phoenix. Um because it's not an MCU movie. Um, but the trailer came out this past week uh, for it. The movie's been pushed back to like the middle of next year. It's like a June 2019 release now. Um, but uh, it's still sticking around. And uh, my guess is that, uh, you know, they they obviously they'd already uh, gotten quite far in, in filming and making the movie. And my assumption is that somebody said, you know what, Jennifer Lawrence just brings in too many ticket sales for us to kill this. Or, or or regale you know uh, or relegate it down to like a streaming offering yeah i i i, I was kind of surprised when this when they released the full trailer on it uh and i was more surprised when the day after the trailer comes out they bump the release date back so yet again fox proves they don't know what the hell they're doing although in, in fairness this is probably a good indicator that there's going to be some the potential for some serious rewrites and reshoots that will allow them to tie whatever they're doing back into like a greater Marvel universe is, I, I would suspect that is what is going to happen. So I'm out of the loop on the, all the X-Men films. Is this part of the, 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 the reboot that they did where they were all younger it's, again? Well, yes, but it's not really a reboot. Like, You've got to paper over some of the, the, the inconsistencies, as with all long-running franchises. But they have they have essentially indicated that this is still all one X-Men universe. They had, you know, um, uh, Days of Future Past had, you know, members of the kind of original trilogy and the, the newer movies. They've got, um, 
you know, obviously Wolverine was played by the same person in all of them. Um, they've really kind of indicated that it's all one continuity, more or less, but Days of Future Past probably, like, cleared the table a bit for them to, you know, timeline-wise, uh, you know, so that they can safely conflict with the the story they, you know, previously told. So, it, it probably, like, if I was to give it somewhat of an analogy, uh, I would almost mention the, the new Star Trek movies where they did the, like... You know, well, there was, you know, some characters from the the future of the, the main timeline went back in time and created this alternate branch universe that now other things happen. Um, it's kind of like that. Gotcha. Yeah. I, so it's, I, it's I all part of it. the same. It's part of the same consistent storyline thing. But the way they messed with Days of Future's past, Days of Future, Days of Future Past. Gotta get the S on the right word there. Um, gives them a consistent flow of things, kinda. Gotcha. Yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of confused because I mean, I thought that they were going to kind of kill it, do a full clean slate. But obviously, if they're going to release a film at this point, it seems weird for them to go back and then wipe the slate. So why? Well, who knows? I mean, they need like, I mean, the the thing you got to bear in mind, and I I think that they're still totally probably going to end up wiping the whole slate because the X-Men franchise is already fairly like solidified and, and in what it is. And it has never shown that, that the universe that they created there has room for other, you know, other superpowered beings. Um, but what I would say is that, um, if, if, if you bear in mind, like think how long phase one and phase two of the Marvel movies were planned ahead you know, you think about the fact that they were they were putting in elements for Infinity War like in in 2009, you know, and, and so I would say that it's going to take a number of years for the MCU to probably be ready to pick up those franchises. So I could totally still see there being like a gap between this movie and them really bringing X-Men into that franchise. Do you think they'll actually try to merge the two groups there, X-Men and Avengers? I yeah. I mean, yeah, they've 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 been really clear that they intend to 100%. Um, and uh but I mean, I suspect you'll see some, you know, as I said, I think it's probably going to take a number of years and I think that you're not you know, as much as uh, Hugh Jackman might be willing to show up in, in, you know, the right context. I think they're probably going to use, since they they need to probably reboot everything anyways, they're going to have to come up with a new Wolverine. They're going to have to find a new Wolverine that can like hold a candle to, to Hugh Jackman. Um, you know, good luck. Um, yeah. I'm going to, I will, I'll be willing to chalk this one on to the, uh, biomass, like, uh, Future, future things happening whiteboard uh, you, out, if you look at a lot of the major storylines that we've seen you know like comic storylines like Civil War things like that that they've kind of brought to life the really the next the next one that they're going to do that they, they're probably going to drive to is going to be X-Men versus Avengers um, which was a pretty massive event in the comics that, that like long-term storyline repercussions and 
and kind of drug out much like Civil War like it definitely left echoes throughout the uh, you know echoes throughout the entire Marvel Universe for a very long time and it's uh, I mean that that's clearly what they will drive to. I'm I'm willing to bet you that that that's probably what's going to happen. Now Zoe's I think he's spot on that they're going to have to reboot some of the characters or refresh some of the characters in different ways to kind of generate some of that. Uh, but I I think that's I definitely think that's a thing that I guarantee you that that is on a yellow sticky somewhere when they're talking about stuff they want to do in the future. Um, because because that was interesting in that the way that storyline broke out, it, it's it is it is similar to Civil War, uh, but they really did Civil War a lot differently in the movies than, than in the comics. Like it was noticeably different in a lot of pretty major ways that, that drove the, the thing about it in the comics. Civil War drove the, the storyline because of these really deep character splits uh, that weren't really talked about a whole lot in the movies. Whereas you have a ready-made vehicle with X-Men versus Avengers that can, that, that probably is easier to translate into the big screen than Civil War was, in all fairness. And, and here's, here's the, the trick. A lot of it started with what, with what the Dark Phoenix does. Because she is not a good guy. She is like apocalypse-level bad. Uh, but yet the X-Men protect her because that's also Jean Grey. So what that, 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 what that does is you, if, let's say they salvage Dark Phoenix and they put some hooks into it, that's, that's a, that is how you, that's very much how you could introduce them into the Marvel Universe, is that there's some event like that, or a Magneto type event, or there's something that draws the attention of the Avengers very quickly to them, um, and that's an instant, instant end. Now what they do have to do, and, and Zell did a good job of trying to describe some different colors on this, like, you know, three or four shows ago, how might you make those hooks? And like, where were the mutants when all this all this craziness was going on? There's ways they can do that, uh, but like you said, there's going to have to be a little bit of shake and bake reimagining. But I think in the end, it, there's no way they're not going to do this. There's there's absolutely no way that they are not not going to bring the bring these two worlds together. Yeah, yeah, they've they've been really clear on that. And I, I think the interesting thing is you, you talked about doing Civil War differently and stuff like that. And what's really struck me is how many times they've ended up pushing into a plot line before they they had the major characters to do it. Like, yeah, that's spot on. Um, like Civil War being done really before they had because um, Spider-Man was a much bigger part of that. Right. In, in the comics, he was. Uh, he was a huge part of that, actually. I mean, and, there's, there's and, a lot of that they didn't show. And then they just kind of like, well, we got we just barely got the rights, so we're gonna throw him in as a cameo, you know, deal. And then you come you you come around to the other movie that they they did. Is my understanding is is that um, uh, Hank Pym had a lot to do with uh, with Ultron in the comics. He he could, and, he was they, what they did. Tony Stark was what Hank Pym was in the comics. Right, and and so they just like they've just kind of slapped these plot lines in there with whatever characters they had convenient at the time, which is is been an interesting choice. Yeah, no, and and I think now some of that was you know do with what you can with what you have, but your your points well taken in that. Um, now I do think it's easier to. I think what you could see in the short term, next year or two, couple of years, I absolutely think you're going to have a 
a inject of the the M word, the mutants, in mainstream MCU, uh, and that'll that'll uh, allow some stage setter stuff. And really, it would be very easy for them to take one or two characters and inject them very very cleanly into the MCU as that stage setter type stuff. If they could ever find a good Colossus, or not a good Colossus, but a good Cyclops, uh, which you would think would be one of the easiest ones to cast, that that would be an easy one. Uh, frankly, Professor X, like that would be, I mean, you could easy see, easy see a scene where Nick Fury is consulting Professor X about a problem. And that's, that is a raison d'etre for mutants into, into the world. Uh, there, there's a ton of different ways that they can have hooks into that. And and the one the one word you, you mentioned that we're going to start you know probably seeing the M word in the MCU. The one word we'll probably never see in the MCU again is the Inhumans. Now that they no longer need them as their as their replacement yep. mutants. You are 100 percent accurate in that. Um. All right. So uh, still on the MCU, uh, Jay. Um. <laughs> What do you think of Captain Marvel's trailer? I, I you weren't here, and and I wanted to know because okay. I know so little. All right, so a uh, couple a couple things. Let me let me kind of I was somewhat prepared for this question. Let me kind of break this down. Uh, visually, it's it looks really sharp. It looks like what I would expect from you know a power hitting MCU movie that's introducing a new character. Uh, they got I think they got the look of Captain Marvel pretty solid. Now you can debate on which version of Captain Marvel. There's like a ton of different versions of Captain Marvel, but the one they're going for, I think it worked well. Um, you, so the tone of it, I think was about right because what they're trying to do is introduce somebody to, into the MCU. That is, I'm not going to say Superman equivalent in terms of power level, but clearly Thor or better. You know, some somewhere in the range of Thor, if you think about it, just in terms of raw, like power, power, uh, which is not insignificant. You know, like Thor was the only person that could, with some capability, go toe to toe with Thanos. Um, and Captain Marvel, she's got a different power set, but you know, somewhere in that range. Uh, so that's that. That's a pretty that's a pretty major lift that they've got to explain. Uh, you see a lot of the Cree scroll byplay, and there's a couple things going on with that. So, number one, uh, in the re in the more recent years, there, it is not as clean as Cree good scroll scroll bad. It is definitely there are some good scroll bad scroll good good Cree bad Cree, uh, and and it's not as clean of a uh, you know us versus them storyline. So it kind of it really starts to make you wonder who's all the scrolls in the, in the MCU now, um, and and what is going on with with the Kree? Is she part Kree? Is she just modified? Is she you know or is she full Kree? There, there's a lot of different variations they could go with. So tonally, it looks good. It, lo it looks like it's matching. I did catch a couple things. So you guys noticed like she had like a green or a teal and blue outfit version on, and then it went to the to the more traditional like red blue gold captain Marvel. yeah it looked like they were pushing because I, I remember when this first when the first picture of the like teal one went out and everyone's like oh my gosh you're not doing the iconic costume they've changed it mm -hmm. and then this made it look like it was more like 
the uniform for the alien force yeah. that and then she changed it when she came here. So there's a couple so here's what I picked up. You there's a couple brief scenes where you see her walking with a bunch of the other sort of Cree like commando types to include Korath uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy and a few other ones. I've been able to identify most of them. All of them are bad guys. Every single one of them. Uh, so it kind of makes I'm I'm a little I'm a little confused about what's going on with that. But literally all the characters she was walking in that little sort of Magnificent Seven kind of vibe with, and they all had kind of matching you know teal and blue outfits. Those are all bad guys from the Marvel Cosmic Universe. Um, so I, I'm not sure what's going on with that, but it makes me wonder: is she does she remember who she, did she's Carol Danvers? Did, did she was she kind of mind wiped by Marvel? And it's not real clear who Jude Law's character is, by the way. He could be like two or three different people, um, and I think that will tell you a lot. Uh, and I and I would I am not also I'm not unconvinced that Jude Law is not the big bad in this in this movie either, by the way. So that's, I'm kind of interested to see what they're, they're going to do with it. So it's got me intrigued. I don't, I'm, I'm not, I didn't see anything that turned me off and I didn't see anything that was like, that's a red hot. Yes. You know, but it's got enough going on in there that I couldn't figure out immediately. And usually I could pick up that kind of stuff real well, just on a comic book movie. I, I, I definitely want to see more. Uh, I'm definitely interested in what, what are they doing with this and, and how they kind of tie in the, where she been at, uh, while all this has been going on, because I think, I think this movie set somewhere around like the '94 or ni- like 1994, 1996 time frame. So I'm interested to see how they they fold all this together. So if you had to rate this trailer on a scale of one to ten, one being the worst and ten being the greatest, how many grandma punches would you give it? Uh, I mean, I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna go with a seven. Like a seven, like a seven that could go up or down, one and a half points very quickly, one and a half to two points depending on what we see in the next teaser or or trailer. <laughs> it's fun. I had actually completely forgotten about that part. I'm not sure how. I'm calling that it now. Amazing. The grandpa's a scroll. I'm calling it. Now. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's entirely misleading, but all those she just punched the grandma. I like. I would. I would. That's a standing ovation in the movie. <laughs> that's good stuff uh, and by the way Bate and Livy have joined us they snuck in uh, Bate are you still driving I'm about to hit my driveway so I'll drop server and then pop can, back can but hi everybody can, 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 can you not hit the driveway can you just pull onto the driveway nice and carefully and, and place your car in a, a safe parking position and... shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> all right um <laughs> i'm glad you're home safe though babe um good stuff all right so babe will be back with us in a second so let's move on to some more uh, gaming related news here so kind of a, a big one that popped up uh this week and we've talked about it a couple times particularly surrounding the game uh, fortnite so fortnite is of course huge and there was a huge controversy where Sony was not allowing players to crossplay, whereas you know other platforms you could crossplay between the platforms. If you logged into your Fortnite account on a Sony device, like on a PlayStation, it would actually lock your account to that PlayStation, and you were stuck there. You could not take that account back over to um, an Xbox or PC or whatever. So this has been a 
big, huge controversy. And this week, Sony said, okay, fine. We'll start allowing crossplay with select titles. And they've entered a beta phase where they're testing to allow people to play Fortnite on the PlayStation 4 with other platforms, which is pretty interesting. And I think Jay's actually been covering, been following this uh, a lot more closely. So Jay, what's kind of your thoughts on all of this and where you think it's going to be taking the industry moving forward? Uh, I am mildly surprised that there, that Sony is, I'm, I'm not, I don't, I don't know if I want to use the word caving, but it sounds like they're caving. Uh, I'm mildly surprised because I thought that they would hold out a little bit longer. And I think what they're trying to do right now is figure out how do they, how do they control what's about to happen. Uh, that's what I think. I, I literally think that they, they are kind of in the, their, their beta is literally trying to figure out how do we control what we are about to do. Um, because if they, if they go down this road with Fortnite, and, I, and they also talked about COD and Destiny, if I'm not mistaken. Like, they named them specifically. If they do that, th this is going to go bananas uh, in a good way. Uh, now, I, now, what we don't know is what all does this mean? Like, is it cross-save, cross-play? Is it just cross-save? What all, you know, like, what all is the, is, is entails in this? So, I, the, the biggest question for me is always, and this is always that, I think probably the word, the, uh, the category that companies are the most stingy on is, uh, what does this mean for your collections of, of microtransaction loot box trash? Because, like, for, that's like the one thing that companies absolutely, it's their last rail to hang on to is, we want you to buy stuff through our store and we don't want you getting it elsewhere. Yeah. And, and I think what that's, here's the interesting part about that. Um, and in most of the games we just talked about, it's really cosmetics. Um, now, now destiny has a couple PlayStation exclusive strikes and PlayStation exclusive weapons, but they could achieve, but all three of the games I just mentioned, Fortnite in particular, Fortnite, COD, I, I believe, I don't, I don't know enough about the new one coming out, but I, I believe, and Destiny could be quickly modified with very little effort, like extremely little effort, where you can have platform-specific and exclusive uh, cosmetics with no problem. The issue is if there's an in-game like play item, which PlayStation has with Destiny, but there's an easy way to solve that. It, so, for example, if it's a specific strike or map or something like that in PvP, you just can't load into it if, like, you don't get queued up into that playlist if, you know, if you don't have all the right stuff. And so right now, so, like, let's say, like, Zell, you, me, and Pokey are all playing Destiny. We're all on the same platform, right? And let's say Pokey does not have the latest DLC uh, it will just not let us, and he's in our fire team, it will not let us load into a map. It will not pull that map up because it reads that somebody in your fire team doesn't have access to that map. It doesn't boot him. It, you just don't load into that map, into, into that match. You get a different match with one that you can all fit into, basically. That would be a, that's, that's already active now inside the PlayStation architecture for, you know, like DLC type content. And I could see a scenario where, where you could go down that route. Now that may be a little more challenging, but eventually it would be pretty simple if you kept all the exclusive stuff to cosmetics. And frankly, 
that's probably what people spend the vast majority of their money on anyway. Well, I mean, but even that is a very uh, there's a there's a big pain point to having your cosmetics locked to a platform. You know, if somebody uh, is a dirty console peasant and they uh, they join the PC master race like they should, and then they discover that all of the all of their you know progress all uh, you know like one of the example um, that I've seen is um, is for Overwatch for example is is use the same Blizzard account you can play you know Overwatch for PS4 Overwatch on on PC but anything that was a purchasable ba- a cosmetic that came out of loot boxes or something you could purchase is is uh, platform locked and so you you start over if you move to a different device. And I think that's probably the one thing that we're probably going to get stuck with. Yeah, but I don't know if that's really that much of a problem. Because I don't think the reason people want crossplay is necessarily so they can switch platforms. It's so that they can play with people who don't have the same platform as them. Like, you know, let's Destiny, for example. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to necessarily switch from PS4 to PC on Destiny. But it would be nice to play with a friend of mine who has it on PC and not have to have this this artificial barrier there. So, you know, I, I guess you you could have that loss, so to speak, if you lock the cosmetics to the platform. But I don't think that's really the major reason why people want this. Yeah, I would concur with that. I think it's uh, I, I think it's really more about you know the ability to expand the player base. So. I mean, by far, like on something like Destiny, the the player base is pre- predominantly on the PlayStation by by a large margin. Uh, the the relative number of PC players on this game in particular it's a little is smaller, and certainly on Xbox. But if you pooled those, it, it it all it does is all it, it will only advantage the game, uh, and that's that that's pretty clear. Uh, so I. I do think that it's more about the ability to to access more players. Um, I do like the idea of cross save, though. Now, I'm not sure how you do that. I think it's. I actually think it's probably easier to do cross play than cross save. And I suspect, you know, doing like some on the fly thinking about it, that Sony and probably even Microsoft, some of the other ones, they're probably much cooler with cross play, not cross save. And the reason why is because I still work through the Sony ecosystem. Like it, I'm, it is a, they can make it attractive to be on the PlayStation and do all that you want to do, and you get the benefit of playing with a bigger pool of people on these games. Cross and the reality is, cross save. It's not it, it's not that practical in some ways, particularly not at the console level, because a lot of people aren't going to play. COD on Xbox, then hop over into another room in their house and play COD on PlayStation. That just practically is not a thing. I do see between PC and console, there's that. That's a bigger. That to me is a bigger question: is how that works because you you can definitely see that for people that have good gaming rigs and they want to get involved in that, or they want a little bit more fine control with mouse, keyboard, stuff like that. That could be attractive to them. Um, so I'm not really sure how that will all play out, but. I think crossplay is much more probably practical and frankly more profitable I suspect for for any of the the gaming entities that we're talking about you know for at the sort of business model level. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head Jane that ultimately, you know, I think we can all agree that the more people you have playing together typically the higher quality that community and that that gameplay feels because it's you know more variety and that sort of thing and I think that 
with the cross play, you're only going to see more of that. I think there's obviously some, some specifics we have to look at, but I think overall, as long as the gameplay is is there, um, the monetization, the cosmetics, and that sort of thing can kind of sort itself out. I, I could see some issues. Um, well, like use Destiny as an example where there are certain weapons you can get on PlayStation that you can't get on any of the, any of the other platforms that could raise some issues and maybe that goes away. I don't know. Um, but in terms of like cosmetic stuff, I, I, I honestly feel like that's something that people would be willing to, to deal with if they actually got proper, uh, proper crossplay. I, I bet you, you could find some pretty smart people that could figure out how to exploit that too, in such a way where you, you, you get even, even more cosmetics being offered. It might, you know, in, in order to, to kind of make it a tra- more attractive to buy. So you're kind of, like pimping out where you're at or who you are. I mean, you, you could, I could easily see some marketing ways that they could drive that where you get, you know, like really badass PlayStation exclusive or Xbox exclusive uh, emotes and uh, skins and shaders and all that kind of jazz. I mean, it's, it, it, I think that's well within the realm of the possible. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, they will find a way to make it work um, to fit their business strategy while still giving people what they want. I mean, I think that we're at, we're at that that point where it's like, this is the moment, the tipping point where the, the players, the community are saying, we want this and we're going to demand this. And it's enough pressure on these these developers that they're they're going to do it um, because the, the market demands it. And if they can find some creative way to make it work on the back end with the numbers, cool. Um, as long as people get it, I think we can all be happier for it. Yeah, I just, I, I, I'm kind of curious um, how this is going to work. Like, so let's just say, like, fast forward 18 months now, there's, like, cross-play in those, like, three mentioned games. Um, I, it makes you kind of wonder what's going forward. I, I wonder if, I wonder if you're, you're going to have games that are locked. I, I, th- I wonder if it's going to make it better or worse for games locked on a console. Like, like something like Halo, for example, that is purely an Xbox ecosystem activity. I I suspect it won't be for long, anyways. It's been in that case. Yeah, I mean, they'll just make more. I mean, if I could play Halo on PlayStation, like the shut up and take my money. Well, I, I mean, uh, less that, but I mean, Microsoft has been leaning in the direction of we might make a PC version of Halo um, for a long time. So, which kind of bouncing off of that, that kind of makes me wonder if this next Halo game that we saw teased at E3 is going to be that game. It is going to be the Xbox PC game. I mean, it is an MMO, right? So you're, you're going to want a lot of people. And didn't, didn't, Wait, uh, did didn't, didn't Xbox just officially roll out uh, keyboard and mouse support, like, last week? Probably. That sounds right. I, th- I think they did, and if there was if there was any interest in them making a, a, a big cross-play title, that would be a reason to do that, too. Uh, yeah, so I'm seeing Microsoft announces Xbox One keyboard and mouse support with a Razer partnership, and this was on September 25th. So, yeah, about a week ago, they're, they're pushing for it. Now, does that apply to all Xbox One models, or does that just apply to the, uh, to the X? Uh, Microsoft is enabling keyboard and mouse support on the Xbox One. So it oh. uh, looks like it's a software thing, but I don't think it's specifically for um, the Xbox X. Just all of that generation will be good. Fun. 
Hey, kind of going wrong. It's still uh, the games to support it, of course, though. Oh, sure. Have any sports games been in talks for some of this crossplay stuff? Because in my mind, that's instantly where where I went as far as you know what games I think would be would be good to support crossplay. Uh, 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 that would be FIFA or yeah. Madden or something. Well, I mean, if you count Rocket League, that's already there. Uh, but I think your point is that game mode or that style of game is probably a lot. I would agree. That's actually probably a lot more open. Something like, you know, imagine Madden, because that's not a, um, you know, just that style of game, I think, works a little bit better for crossplay, particularly amongst console and PC, because you're not going to get some crazy advantage with mouse and keyboard over uh over, you know, joysticks basically. Yeah, and I I don't think Madden is on or uh, FIFA or whatever is on PC. I think they're just console games. But I mean, you know, we were talking earlier in, in Destiny about how there's there's PlayStation exclusive strikes and PlayStation exclusive guns and whatnot. You don't have that in Madden. If somebody doesn't play for the fucking Green Bay Packers, they're not in the game. So I, I don't think you'll you'll have that that issue, um, which I think would lend itself fantastically to, to console crossplay. And furthermore, uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that E3 2019, um, either Madden or FIFA or NBA 2K 2020 or whatever the fuck they're going to call it, is going to be crossplay. I, I feel comfortable saying that, I think. Yeah, we'll have to see. I think a lot of these, these questions are probably going to be answered in the fairly near future as they kind of start to to slowly edge their way into this. I think that, you know, obviously PC and Xbox are, are pretty close. They're working on that, but you know, Sony is going to be the, the big one. And I think that depending on how, in how they push this out with their beta of like Fortnite and how they expand it to different titles and how well those do, you know, that's going to determine a lot of the form that this takes moving forward. I did find it fun that it was like a, a, a an opt in, like, are you sure you want to take on the risk of, you know, being able to play with other people? You know, you have to, you have to, you have to allow this, you know? Well, I mean, they, on, they are, on Fortnite. they are opening themselves to be constantly harassed by the PC master race assholes. I, mean, I kind of get it. Like that's, that's a level of bullying right there. All right. But, all you right know. That's, that's fair. I'll okay, give it to yeah. you. <laughs> all right. All it's right. A big scary world. I mean, is it really bullying or is it more like education? <laughs> Is that a line you've heard before? <laughs> I'm in a safe I, space. I, I actually found, and I, I had to purchase, um, I found a PC Master Race mouse pad this, this past weekend that has a nice little dirty console peasant in the corner. Um, I bought it. Oh, dear. All right, Sal. So you got fun with your mouse pad. <laughs> um, Bates, Red Dead Redemption 2 gameplay trailer. That's pretty, pretty badass, great. wasn't it? Dude, I was so happy. I, was, I watched it again today uh, while I was at work just so that I, I could be able to talk about it on the show. And oh my god, I'm so excited. I'm about halfway through uh, completing my um, or the the pre, pre-order um, purchase. So I put down like 30 bucks today and then two weeks from now I'll put down another 30 bucks and I will officially own the game before it comes out. Um, but yeah, yeah, that trailer, dude. Oh my god, there was a there was a lot of little stuff in that trailer um, that was that was just so exciting. Um, so if you missed it, go watch it right now because um, it's great. 
I think I think the biggest thing to come out of it though was uh, the tease of first person mode, which uh, Grand Theft Auto Five had on uh, on the current gen consoles and then on PC. If I'm not mistaken, I know it's on PC for sure. I'm pretty sure it's on console as well. Um, the PlayStation 3 and 360 version of the game did not have it, but that was something that Rockstar put in for the new generation. So that's definitely coming to Red Dead. Um, I'm not going to play it like that, but you know, there's some people out there who probably will. Um, so more power to you. No, man, it looks, it looks so polished and nice. Like it, it's, it's everything that the first one was just like, Times ten. Times ten. Yep. Did you see my? I think my whole my favorite scene from the entire the entire uh, uh, trailer was you're walking up through the snow, uh, like in the mountains, leading your horse, and you can tell that you're in fucking deep snow because it comes up to like your knees or something, and you're like trudging through this thing, and the snow is separating. I'm like, oh my god, it was so good looking. Yeah, no, it looks it looks fantastic, and and I'm I'm really looking forward to some of the multiplayer stuff as well. Because I mean, just playing a little bit of that from from Red Dead One um, was was great, and to have them expand a lot on that with some of the lessons they've learned from uh, GTA Online is it's going to be really fun. I, I love the setting of it. I mean, I live in Arizona, so when I see these games, I'm like, that literally looks like my backyard. Uh, just you know, set in the wild west. So it's a lot of fun. Um, I really appreciate. it. I'm looking forward to this one as well. Yep, yep. The uh, rumor bill, though, is saying that um, Rockstar and Sony might be entering into some kind of exclusivity deal as far as Red Dead Online goes, where PlayStation will get um, content updates like it'll basically be a month ahead of, of Xbox and maybe question mark PC. I don't know if they've said anything about PC because it doesn't pertain to me. Excuse me, but um. But yeah, that's that's just what I was reading. I think that's still unconfirmed at this point by Rockstar. But like I said, that's just what I saw floating around on the internet. So that could be a thing. We'll see. Yeah, we'll have to see. It'll uh, probably be good. I'll be playing it on, on PS4, so we'll, we'll give it a shot. Let you know how it is. Mm-hmm. In other news, we've got Overwatch Halloween event. Um, Zell, I don't know if you, you got eyes on this. It looks like it's about the same as what we've seen before for Overwatch's Halloween event. Yeah, I don't think they're doing anything super special this uh, this year. Um, you know, the the Halloween event, the, the big thing is that they have like a, a, a PvE game mode you can play for this short period of time, um, which is pretty fun. It gets fairly challenging. Um, they'll throw out uh, some new skins and other cosmetics this year. The previous year's cosmetics will be more affordable uh, for people who don't uh, who who can't wait to get them in random loot boxes and buy them with gold. Um, they always have the most current, the newest holiday event items are are usually like like quadruple or double priced or something like that, and they go back to normal uh, the following year. Um, so yeah, fairly run of the mill. I was reading a bit. Um, uh, during the show, there is, I guess, uh, they're reworking Farah soon as well. Um, she is going to be able to do less splashy damage and uh, more direct damage, so they're going to make her aim more. All right, sounds good. And this, you said this event is running from October 9th to the 31st, right? Uh, you said that. Okay, I wasn't sure. Uh, I just want to um, make sure. <laughs> so, so through Halloween. Yeah. 
Okay, so moving along to some more some more uh, OG news. Uh, Project Nova had a pretty exciting day today. The Dust Veteran Discord was shrieking and screaming and flailing around in panic and excitement. Um, and that, that's, that is actually a very accurate script of what was going on. So long story short, the first wave of emails have gone out inviting players to reserve their character name if you were a veteran of Dust 514. And this allows you to reserve um, your character name. It also kind of locks in your veteran status in the game. So when they offer special veteran rewards, which are only for people who play Dust, this is how your account has that flag on it so you can receive those awards. So if you didn't get an email, don't panic. They're going out in waves. Um, there are unfortunately some European laws in terms of how they can send stuff out. Um, so they have to be very careful on what they do, but there is going to be uh, several waves of this coming out. So I personally did not get it, um, but definitely some people have gotten it. So it is out there. Um, the key thing, however, is that in order to get the email, you have to have had signed up for the Dust514 newsletter and opted into receiving like additional communications and offers and that sort of thing. Um, so if you signed up for the newsletter um, and opted in, you've got a pretty good chance of getting that email. If you signed up for the newsletter but did not opt in, that's okay. You're not going to receive the email, but there is a link you can actually go to manually enter in your email associated with the PSN ID that your character was on. And it basically sends a verification code to that email. You enter that code in, set up a password, and that will basically lock in your account. If you did not sign up for the newsletter, then you might have a problem um, because they're kind of going off of that list. You can try contacting support. Um, we've kind of talked to the developers about it already. They said support will do their best to help you. Um, but there's no promises. So there is actually a specific email for support for this sort of thing. You don't want to be emailing the support at EVE Online. There is one specific for Project Nova. We will have a link in the description of the podcast for that. Um, but if you, if you didn't sign up for the email um, or sign up for the, the newsletter for Dust, then you're going to be in trouble. Do keep in mind that this is entirely separate from signing up for the Project Nova newsletter. That is something different. Um, don't even worry about that. Um, if you, it's specifically looking at the email that you had associated with your PSN ID for your Dust character. So um, keep an eye out on your email. Mine popped up. Um, I, I didn't get the original, the, the actual invite, but when I signed up on the on the website, uh, the verification code popped up in the updates folder of my Gmail, but it might be different for people depending on your settings. So make sure you go through your spam, all like 12 different folders that Gmail has or whatever service you use. You are going to need access to that email in order to, you know, reserve your uh, your status as a veteran. If you don't and have access to that email, you can try contacting support and see if they can help you out. But again, that's going to be really iffy. If you don't have, I mean, like, if you're not on the newsletter, they should be able to still figure out your email address from your PSN account. They They should have that much information. But if you don't have your email account at all, they have really no way to verify you are who you say you are because I don't think they can do anything to like go through PSN or anything anymore. Yeah, that's, um, that's done. <laughs> and, and so, um, yeah, you're. Uh, I and bear in mind, it's been a couple of years. So if you've if you've uh, changed your your email address since, you are you know bear that in mind because like I saw. Um, 
you know, Pokey said, oh, the first wave of, of, of emails about this has gone out. And I'm like, I was, you know, I'm looking at my inbox and it's empty. And I'm like, gosh, darn, it was a CPM and I didn't even make it in the first dang wave and this and that and whatever. I'm like, oh, it's a different email account. <laughs> it was sitting in my Gmail. So yeah, it's your um, PSN email account, not whatever you're using. It well, has to be the well, one that you used for dust. Well, the thing is, I've changed my PSN over to the new email account, too. Ooh. But but this went to my original email account that was connected to PSN when Dust was live. So, yeah, it, um, it, just general I, general IT advice here is as long as possible, never, ever give up a release an email address from your control because you never know when you'll end up wanting to get into some account that you had 10 or 15 years ago. And I have had times where that has happened with accounts even older than my Gmail account where I'm like, well, I have no way to get into this because the old, you know, AOL.com address I used to use is long gone. <laughs> yeah, and I think just on the back end how this is working, it's not even necessarily um, whatever your, your PSN is currently tied to. They're not dealing with Sony at all on this. Yeah, when this you, is what's in their database. From yeah, because when you signed up export. for the newsletter, you had to enter in your PSN ID and your email, obviously, and that's how they're they're matching that, and then they have the character data associated with that. So that's why the newsletter sign-up is important. Um, you might be out of luck if you didn't sign up for that. They did say, however, that if they start to get like a huge rush of people who don't qualify because of that limitation, that they'll work on some workaround um, on, a, on a grand scale. But if it's just, you know, handful of people here and there they'll try to work with you on an individual basis so don't freak out necessarily if you aren't qualified um, like i said you can go to the website you enter in your email that is associated with that that newsletter account from from dust it, it, it will tell you if it didn't work so if it's an email that that isn't correct it's not in their database it'll flat out say sorry we don't have any accounts associated with this email if it is it's going to send that verification code to that email you grab the code enter it back in and that's kind of how you create your veteran account. One, uh, one thing I wanted to mention, though, is that if you get the email, it's actually going to tell you, because you can only reserve one character on the account. It's not all three, just to be clear. It's going to tell you, hey, this is the character on this account that has the most SP. Kind of that's what we're assuming is the one you want to keep. Um, and it will say your, that character's your character name in the email. If you just go straight to the website, it's going to say, hey, we reserved um, the name that was in the email. You're not going to be able to see what name it reserved. So unfortunately, unless you have record of which character name was, um, you know, the one with most SP, you're going to have to get the email to actually verify it. It's not an issue for me. I imagine most people know which character had the most SP. Um, if you want a different character name than the one that it's telling you, you can email support after you register and say, hey, I actually want this other name. Can you please switch it over for me? And they'll do that as well for you. Because they've got the, you know, obviously once they've tied your email address to the account verified it's you, uh, you know, they have all the, the database info on their end. Um, but, but Pokey, Pokey, I have a question. Yes. Yeah. How'd you how'd you feel about that veteran drop suit? Oh my god! <laughs> I leaned back in my chair and I whipped out a cigarette and had myself a good smoke. <laughs> it was um, yeah. So 
if you get the email or if you look online and we'll, we'll try to get a picture for you, it shows um, a particular drop suit along the banner. And it is what I think is a medium drop suit from Project Nova, so you can kind of get a sneak peek. But it has a special skin on it. Um, and this skin is part of your veteran rewards package. So if you are a veteran, you get this exclusive skin for this drop suit. It is a Phoenix skin for your drop suit. And it looks exactly like the one that we were featuring uh, in the hashtag port dust514 movement. So that's the black kind of charred suit with the glowing orange edges. Yeah, that one, that's going to be your veteran reward if you uh, can sign up and verify your account. And it looks awesome and i'm patting myself on the back because it, it looks cool dude and that that dude has a freaking phoenix on his chest too so there ain't no confusion as to what that skin is and it looks I, great I, I object i don't think that's a phoenix let me shut up let me shut up no, no. <laughs> calm motherfuckers it's um no it actually references that's what it's called is the phoenix skin in the email um you won't see that if you go to the website but uh like we said we'll get a picture um up on the blog post for this podcast you can take a look at it um i think it looks really cool i'm very excited i'm pretty giddy about it but uh yeah no, it looks cool and, and to be clear that may not be the only thing we're getting um Rattati kind of was poking around on twitter and in the discord and was saying that um your status, it's not necessarily just that one thing. There could be additional rewards packaged with that or further down the line as they add stuff. Um, so it's it's not the only thing. So if you you don't like the skin, you should still try to reserve your account. Um, there has been talk about being able to change your character's name. So even if you don't like the name, reserve an account so you have that veteran status. You can fix the name later. Um, and you want to make sure you can lock in any future rewards that come down the line for that for that account. I also like to point out that this is a one-time offer. Um, if you do not reserve your account before October 28th, that is that's it. That is the um, the deadline. They're not going to be accepting um, any more registrations after that for veteran status because they're going to be basically wiping the slate clean of anything that wasn't saved. Um, to basically open up those character names for other people that want to take them. So, you know, like I said, don't panic if you didn't get the email, um, but I wouldn't wait either. If go to the website, um, try to enter your, your email in, see if you can get registered. If not, I would contact support sooner than later. Chances are they're totally bogged down right now because a lot of people are probably contacting them. So don't freak out if you don't get a response within a couple of days, but I would do that sooner than later just to make sure that you know you've got plenty of time to kind of sort things out before the deadline at the end of the month all right i'm gonna i'm gonna ask i, I already know that they'll never put this shit on console again right just just tell me yes or no uh most likely no they'll never put it on console again right. hashtag fuck them all right uh okay next well. question have they made any kind of mention of what type of machine you need to play this horrific grease fiery game. I think asking you said for, it. Asking for... They've said it should be somewhat what mid range uh, okay. for for a gaming PC, not super high end. Are they going to support Mac or Linux? Mac is not a gaming machine. <laughs> yeah, that's not a gaming. That's machine, actually though. what he said. I don't give a fuck. Ah, got like goddamn Icelandic shitbags, fucking licorice eating 
candy. Never mind. You, you know, you could, probably, now, sorry. you could probably install Windows on your Macintosh, though. My my displeasure at needing to go to a different venue to play a game that like really got me hooked into playing um, like online game and really met all you guys uh, knows no bounds. None. I, I, de I detest inefficient and poor management. Uh, and this was a, uh, a monument to that as, as addictive as the game was. You should still sign up for the Phoenix skin just in case. I'm gonna, for the I'm gonna fucking sign up for the Phoenix skin. All right, you know what? All right, all right. I already did. I want, I want the Dead Sin skin. You remember that one, right, Pokey? That's the one I want. So because so I that's fucking deserve that one. <laughs> I need that one. And then you want me to have it, and if you want me on this fucking game, you're gonna give it to me, goddamn. <laughs> It, it, it's actually funny, Jay, because earlier today the Discord was going crazy and people were like, oh my god, everything, everything is everything. And this one guy's like, okay, I'm making a wallpaper. Like, I need to make a wallpaper right now. And so he's, he's, he's posting like this wallpaper he's making um, kind of step by step, kind of asking for advice. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, what's the fucking dead since? <laughs> I'm like, where'd you get that? He's like, oh yeah, it's from your Twitter. It looks really cool. I'm like, okay, carry on. It looks good. It's the best uh, skin ever. Truth, but uh, yeah, my my rage knows no bounds. Okay, um, to answer your 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 question earlier, so this isn't a confirmed um, system requirement. Someone was asking Ritati approximately what kind of graphics card you would need to run the game. Uh, someone threw out a, a GTX nine fifty nine sixty, um, something in that range, and he said, "Yeah, I think that would be playable." No, that's. Can you can you like dumb this down even further? Like I, I don't need to I don't want to go to like you know to the mountain of geek and consult the, the fucking. All right, the, let, let me ha let me help you now, here. Man. If if you spend like maybe eight hundred dollars on a PC, it'll probably be fine. If you buy like a, a like a, your four hundred dollar Costco PC, you're up a creek. No, no, I'm okay? fine. So that's that's how. So thank you, Zell. Like that's what I was looking for. It's like just somebody give me a dollar figure that I can call a reputable dealer and say, give me shit for this amount of money, and it should work. That's what I want. Yeah, um, that 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 particular graphics card they're calling out is one hundred seventy dollars. So that's that's you know it, it's mid to low range. So it, it's doable. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I can already tell you what's going to happen. I'm going to plug this bad boy into my TV, like my sixty inch or sixty five inch TV, and just like you know under TV kind of box, you know, which I think is starting to become more vogue now. And plug it straight into the back of that and try to play it from my couch because I I do not want to sit at my desk. And play a game. That, I think that's that's ultimately what I really hate. I do not want to sit at my desk and play a game because that makes me feel like I'm fucking at work. It's going to be so much fun to snipe people who are trying to play this game with a controller on a PC. Please do it. Have you? I do it. I'm stupid, man. I've played. I, dude, I used to fucking like house people in Unreal back in the day when that was a game that you know people played and shit. You know that was. That was actually back when Axl Rose was like 135 pounds and looked like he and sounded like he could sing. <laughs> Fuck Axl Rose. Oh, good stuff. Um, have you tried the Steam controller, uh, Zell? I have not because I I just it's not it's not worth forty bucks. To I, me. I don't I don't and, like it. I got a good deal on it and I just don't like it. I it, it's it's trying to be both at the same time and fails at both. I just I don't know how people can use it. 
Yeah, I got uh, I got some Xbox 360 controllers. I've got uh, I think I've got two of them. Uh, my brother's got two of them. He'll bring over if we want to, you know, get a get a little bit of a controller party going. There are there are some games for PC that are absolutely better with controllers than than keyboard and mouse. And for that reason, if you're a serious PC gamer, you do actually have controllers. But mm-hmm. um, I not for a first person shooter. Uh, I will tell you this: if you try, if you go with a scuff controller, that is hand. I mean, that's like legit. You know, pro gameplay level level controller a scuff is really good i don't know if they i don't know if they just do mods for for playstation controllers I, I, sh, I assume they do other styles but there are some controllers out there that are pretty high-end but like you know, Zilla's point, the keyboard and mouse is always going to be like that fine motor control headshot level detail that it's really really tough to get you know outside of like super high-end you know like semi-pro console players and even then it's just it, it, there, there's a tech there's a you know, a technological gap that they can't overcome sometimes. But yeah, no, I, I get that. Now, honestly, if I did go this route, I'd probably look at something like a split fish where you get like a thumbstick for movement control and then you still get the, uh, you know, like the the, the mouse style uh, point and click aim. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I used to have, um, I used to have a little device called a Sidewinder Commander that was kind of neat. It was almost like a left mouse, and and it it was you know sliding forward and back and side to side for movement, and it had a bunch of you know shortcut keys you could program for your abilities. So instead of playing with a you know an actual keyboard, you'd have like a you know effectively two mice, one for each each part of your motion, and that was that was a pretty cool thing to to do back in the day that's pretty cool i hadn't seen that i'm now so playstation uh they did have a device i don't know if they still make them or not i can probably look into it but it's called split fish and it was effectively like a nunchuck you know like a like the left side of your playstation controller where you held in one hand and in the other hand you had a mouse like a mouse mouse and it kind of went into like a little j box that you know that corded into your um you know into the playstation and it would get a little bit of mixed reviews that you'd have to kind of really play with the sensitivity to get it kind of zoomed, zoomed in where you want. Uh, but that was, I was really starting to look into that when I was getting into dust pretty hard just to try to, to get a little bit better kind of aim control. And, but I don't like moving on the, the WASD. I just never, I've never enjoyed that, like keyboard movements. Like controller movements always feel better, but but mouse aiming and shooting is very very difficult to beat yeah i don't think there's going to be official controller support but there's always always third-party software you can use to to kind of make it work so i you know there's a huge of course argument about mouse keyboard versus controller or some hybrid of the two but you know I, i think that you will find some way to make it work one way or the other if you if you select whatever control scheme you want so yeah, um, actually after this, um, I'm going to eat and then I'm going to uh, work with Livy and we're going to make a video for all of this information as well to push it on YouTube and kind of try to get the word out as well. So um, that'll be good. But one other thing I wanted to bring up that's also, I would assume tangentially related, um, is there have been some tweets coming out from what is basically an NPC character, um, a Colonel uh, Kashaha Valkanir, I guess. Um, sorry for the pronunciation, but she is a uh, Concord um, operative and has been tweeting some reports about disappearing ships from the Mimitar uh, fleet in Molden Heath. And if you 
are not uh, familiar, Molden Heath is the region in which kind of that was the hot seat of what happened with with dust. It's kind of where the planetary conquest happened and where the whole warlord thing happened. So it's a very iconic place for dust specifically. Um, and they haven't really been giving firm details on exactly what's going on. It's all, you know, role-playing BS. Um, but there is kind of talks about how they found something and there's transmissions about them being, about the ships being boarded by something. So given what we know about what Project Nova is, you're an infantry guy on the surface of a ship or inside a ship. It makes sense that somehow this is related to ship boarding. I mean, that's the only reason why you'd be standing on the exterior of a ship. But uh, it's kind of cool. They've been kind of posting maybe once or twice a day on and off uh, for about a week now, I think. So we'll get a link to that Twitter account as well. You can kind of follow that and get the updates. I'm, of course, retweeting a lot of the stuff that comes out of that. But if you're a lore nut, um, it's, to me, it's pretty obvious that this is hinting at things to come for Project Nova. So it should be interesting, um, and you should check it out. Space zombies. What about space zombies? I was just saying that because that's that's the vibe I'm getting from it, bro. Are there space zombies in uh, Eve? Yeah, isn't that the Sancha? Uh, basically, uh, basically zombies. I can see that. Yeah, they're they're like cybernetic robot slaves, I guess. I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah. I, I will have to see. I mean, let's be honest. Um, if this deadline for the sign up is October 28th, Eve Vegas is the 19th to the 21st. If the game is supposedly entering early access or beta or whatever this year, the announcement's got to be at E Vegas. Let's be honest here. That's that's the only time that's going to make sense for for them to do this, because um, they they're going to announce it before they cut people off, right? So I, I think it's pretty obvious we'll see something. Um, of course, Livy and I are going to be at uh, Eve uh, Vegas, and Biomass actually got cleared for a full media pass. So we're like. I guess legit now in CCP's eyes, which is kind of cool. So we will have full access. Massive, massive air quotes on legit. Legit. But yeah. I mean, this is a flaming grease fire of, of Cheetos and nerd sweat, but we're going into like the media room with like, you know, actual legit media uh, groups there. So that's going to be fun. Um, pretty excited. So, like I said, we're, we're both going to be flying out, um, I think on the 18th, and we'll be there uh, throughout the event and afterwards. So, We'll be giving full coverage on that, um, kind of upgraded some of our equipment. So we'll <laughs> hopefully be able to do a little bit better job with uh, getting information out to you guys, but uh, looking forward to that as well. So we'll, of course, give you updates as this kind of develops leading up to that event. And we'll, of course, be there at the event doing coverage. So it should be fun. All right. Tell me, Pokey, when do you when do you actually think there would be a real game? Um, sometime before Cyberpunk 2077 comes out. I'm going to tell you now, if this thing comes out anywhere around that, it's fucked. <laughs> Doubtful. Um, and I don't mean just from, I don't mean from my perspective, I'm just like, that's not going to be a thing. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, like I said, early access this year, but who knows what the roadmap is. I have no idea. You know how slow Iceland works sometimes. So, you know, Chinese New Year, it's like 12 weeks. Um, I mean, I guess they're out of China now, so that helps. But, you know, you never know. I'm guessing full launch sometime next year, late maybe, depending on how quickly they move and if they actually hold to their word of, you know, getting that early access out this year. My guess is like November, honestly. That's kind of the best time slot. There's not a lot of other stuff coming out in that area except for um, Battlefield 5, but 
that's it really in terms of like shooters. So they could probably find a pretty good slot sometime in November to kind of push this early access out. They, they they need to find a window where the only thing coming out is like an Android version of like Pokemon Seventeen. Uh, yeah, no, I think I think uh, like I said, just uh, November's a good month uh, for the most part. So they should be able to push it out then. I pray to God there will be a magic drop of something that will crush this. <laughs> so vindictive. Sorry, Call of Duty is going to get canceled or delayed back to November. Well, bear in mind it can also be in in closed beta for like you know a Ever. decade and a half. Yeah, oh, it's I not mean, like we ain't seen that before. <laughs> no, I mean what PlayStation Home is in beta until it was shut down. So, well, I mean that's, that's pretty much in beta for the entire lifespan of the game. Uh, true. I mean, like they they quote unquote released it and it was an absolute flaming grease fire because they rushed it. Um, but you know, they'll, they'll get there maybe. Hopefully. All right, guys. Anything else you want to cover before me and Bate do the uh, freebie games for October? Send it. Okay, so PlayStation Plus games. Uh, if you are on PS4, you can get Friday the 13th. That's actually kind of cool. Uh, Laser League, The Bridge, which is also on PS3 and Vita. Rocket Birds 2 Evolution, which is also on Vita. And 2064 Read Only Memories, which is also available on Vita. Uh, on the PS3, I'm surprised they're still doing those. That's got to be this year, I think, they're cutting the PS3 ones off. I believe it is. Yeah, so Master Reboot and The Bridge, again. And then for Vita, uh, it's it, all the cross ones. It's Rocket Birds 2, uh, Read Only Memories, and The Bridge. So uh, Friday the 13th, I've, I've seen a lot of people doing streams on it. I've never really watched or played it, but it just kind of had a, a quick moment of popularity there, so I might check that one out. But uh, I need games for the Vita that aren't just PSP ports, so maybe I'll download a few of those. That our, Friday the 13th our, game is really interesting looking. I, I've seen people play that. It's a fun looking concept. Mm-hmm. It's like an asymmetrical combat thing, right? Where you're running from from the guy? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Alright, Bates. Uh, Xbox, go. Right, so, okay, for the one, you're going to get um, Victor Vran and Overcooked which I think is on the PC, and I've heard really good things about Overcooked. So Overcooked and Victor Ran, and then for the 360, you're going to get Stuntman Ignition and Hitman Blood Money, which I believe is the second Hitman game. Yeah, it's like the second Hitman game. All right, that's pretty good stuff, man. Uh, All right, well, guys, uh, are you ready to go into shoutouts? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So uh, my shout out goes to my key ring today. I, uh, like I said, moved into a new house and forgot to actually put my house key on my key ring. So I sat outside the front of my house for a half an hour, uh, desperately trying to look up stuff on my phone to get ready for the show, waiting for Libby to come and let me in because I'm an idiot. All right, Zell, you are up. Um, I give my shout out to rest, relaxation, and sleep. All concepts that I remember miss and fondly look forward to the time I will enjoy them again. What have you been doing? That's a long story. Okay. All right. We'll save that for, like, another another show. You can rant for, like, an hour about how hard your life is. Bait, you're up. Speaking of hard lives, um, uh, I would like to give a shout-out to uh, college. College is really fun. Um, let's see. The learning Tailgate part. The learning part. part. <laughs> uh, both um let's see football football is cool um and tailgating tailgating is very american and also very cool 
Um, I like tailgating. Um, what else? Um, oh, shit. So I have been um, uh, initiated into a fraternity. So thank you, college, for that. So shout out to the uh, Sigma Nu fraternity and all of my new uh, brothers and uh, uh, frat brothers. Sounds good, man. All right, Jay, you're up. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, the Drifter. So after grinding for approximately 12 hours and 40 minutes, I got the Malfeasance Primeval to drop in the Gambit game mode which is effectively like this gigantic, hairy, like, death cantaloupe. It's basically the boss from the, uh, the end of the, can- the main campaign, and that's how you get the Malfeasance exotic weapon quest. So uh, shout out to that. Oh, by the way, a lot, of, a lot of new lines, by the way, from a lot of from the characters in Destiny. They've been modifying this every almost like three-week cycle, probably at some point you need to really talk about. Uh, it's pretty cool. He just told me, man, you woke up pissed this morning. I kind of like it. It was, uh, like, he continues to cement himself as my favorite NPC, perhaps of all time. Uh, just, uh, so shout out to the Drifter and to Malfeasance, the, the big evil bad guy that gave me the super quest that I wanted. So, there you go. All right, sounds good. And Libby, you're up. Uh, yeah. Um, my shout out goes to all the gyms that have helped uh, Pokey and I move into our house. I swear, every person we've come across is gym. Jim the fridge man, Jim the maintenance guy, Jim the painter. And I don't have to think about what their name is. I just have to remember Jim. So I'm happy. I get that with Steve's. <laughs> like I know like I know a lot of Steve's. It's it's an uncomfortable number of Steve's that I know. That's too funny. Good stuff. All right, guys. Well that is our show. Thank you for tuning in. Um, and also thank you for everyone covering while I was gone. It was good stuff. Uh, I do apologize for not having last week's episode up yet as of the time of this recording. I've been moving, and it's like a war zone in the house. So I will be editing that one tonight, getting it up, um, and then I will probably be editing this show uh, and posting it tomorrow to try to get back on track there. But I do appreciate your patience. That being said, if you want to be on the show, if you have topics for us, games you want us to play, that sort of thing, head on over to biomass.com, look us up, uh, give us a ring, we'll hook you up. So, guys, have a good week, and we'll see you next time. Bye.